podcast today and not only am i with drew good friend mike unfortunately couldn't make it um god knows where he is he's probably in the land of nod in texas but we've got a really good podcast as i was saying we are with master builder and lego ideas designer brent waller all the way from australia which is a massive um time difference there isn't there brent yeah it's like it's about quarter past 8 p.m on sunday evening at the moment Wow, it's 10.13 in the morning here in the UK. That's a bit of a time difference, isn't it, Drew? It is, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy to think of that, really, when you think about it, isn't it? We're mad. Anyway, how are you doing, Brent? Uh, not too bad. Just had a bit of a lazy Saturday, uh, Sunday here and just sort of wrapping up to go to work tomorrow. Nice. Drew, how are you doing, mate? I, I put you second, second there, mate. Second, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's fine. I'll name my place. Yeah, I'm yeah. good. It's a Sunday, rainy Sunday here, so yeah, just chilling. It's it's so miserable here. We've just been to Newcastle, come back, we had a nice weekend. Theo's first birthday, so we had to go up and celebrate with the family. We had a nice weekend, so we're back here again with our 29th podcast. Can you believe it? That's crackers. 29, wow. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's a lot of talking about Lego. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? We're back to talk about more. So, all I say is nice one, Drew. Uh, always good. And Brent, I can't believe you're, you're here with us. It's really good. You're you're a slick builder, man. That's all I can say. You're awesome. Not to, like, not to put too much smoke in your direction. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, but you're good, man. You're really good. It's just there's so much to talk about. You know, your range is huge, man. You've, got, you've done so many things that have been recognised by Lego, obviously. You've, you've had um, the Ghostbusters, and now you've got Seinfeld on Lego Ideas. Yep. Uh, that was approved. Jeez. We've been in lockdown for so long, I can't remember when it was approved. Was it, like, July or August? I think it was, okay. I think it was July. It all just feels like one big month, so it's hard to differentiate. So, so is that really Seinfeld good. definitely going to be made into a set? Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. under, well, I don't know if it's in production yet, but they're in, it's in development. Wow. Um, I've had a few calls with them already to see where it's at, which that's I can't amazing. talk about. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy amazing, to talk about man. the process, but I can't talk about the specifics of what what's happening. Yeah, that's... of course, yeah. Well, we could go straight back to the beginning, can't we, first? Um, we've got some questions, but we don't like to do it so formally. So I don't really like yeah. to run through questions. But first of all, we've got to ask the obligatory question, haven't we, Drew? Yeah. Every person, we want to know how old you were when you got into Lego. Oh, as a kid, I can't even remember. I was so young, there was just always Lego around. But my earliest memory is probably, I think it was my fifth birthday. Probably would have been 1984. I got given the firehouse. I can't remember what the number of the set is. It was the firehouse with the dual garage on each side with the sort of central um, thing in the middle. And I was just so excited to get that in the morning. And my mum started helping me build it in the morning. And then I had to go to school. And the whole day, I just wanted to get home and finish it and start playing with it. And that's my earliest memory I can remember. And from then on, I was obsessed. I had like a massive... My dad was a builder, so he built this big table for me that was exactly two base plates wide. And I think it was about six or seven long. 
and then I filled that up and then I built a little smaller table on the end of it and I had just I had a lot of city stuff mainly um, I did love yeah. the space stuff but it was mainly city and yeah I just I was known as the Lego guy in my <laughs> small town I grew up in and whatever was whatever I was into whether it was Batman at the time when that came out or Ghostbusters I'd build it in Lego so if you nice. remember the classic you remember the classic sort of 80s style lego cars they'd bring out with the police cars very square and boxy i basically took one of those police cars and put two little red uh one by three uh slopes on the back of it to little fins and put a bit of junk on top and that was my (laughs) ectomobile yeah i get yeah actually that was very visual as you described it i got a really good image of it in my head didn't you drew well yeah you can see it coming together i had like the little space packs for the backpacks and the little i think they were like um cameras or something they used to be that the spacemen used to have there yeah a, yeah, I I remember them, yeah. Called, they used to be the ghostbuster guns yeah. and oh, then I'd, I, batman i'd have batman stuff i had so i had that big table and i had on the floor i had two space base plates the yellow ones the street yeah. ones and i had a little bat cave down there and from one of the houses i had the aerials all connected all the way down to the floor and that was the bat pole to get down to the bat cave that's awesome that's so cool the set number i think i've got the set you're talking about your first ever set i think was 6382 uh, yeah it's a double garage i know which one you meant as well it's actually the city double fire garage it's awesome did it have light and sound on it i uh, know that one didn't have any sound no, I don't think it did, no. They did bring out light and sound, though, in that range, didn't they, if I remember correctly? I had a few of them myself when I was uh, younger. <laughs> you can't beat them sets. They're still classic now, you know what I mean? So I was going to ask you, what was the first mock that you built? But you basically just told us. Well, I probably did mock. build other stuff before that, but that's, like, the only one I could remember. There's probably a lot of trash I made and <laughs> threw out. <laughs> wow. Amazing, that, man. What are you saying, Ledru? What were you saying? I said Fred's life, life is just one big mock. <laughs> yeah. Continuous mock. Well, it wasn't because I, I I did the usual dark ages. So probably I did get I did stay into it pretty late. So because I can remember getting teased in high school for still being into Lego. So I must have been about thirteen or fourteen before I kind of phased out and I got sort yeah. of put under the bed and put away. And it wasn't until the Lego Star Wars game, like the original Lego Star Wars game, that came out in would have been like two thousand five, two thousand six, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I borrowed it from a friend because I make video games for work and I borrowed it from him. And I just started playing it and all the little studs and all the little noises and all the that brought back all the memories. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Lego's up to now. And the guy who sits in the office next to me, he started talking to me about it. I was like, Lego's got a heap of stuff now because he had a few of the modulars. This was back in like Cafe Corner. So this probably would have been like 2007 or eight. Cool. He had the cafe corner and the green grocer, and I was like, oh, Lego's doing us cool stuff. And I, he told me about the Lego Digital Designer. So I downloaded that and started messing with it. And it was right, it was after Batman Begins came out, but before The Dark Knight had come out. And yeah. I started designing the Tumblr minifig scale in there. And when I was doing it, you could still order the parts directly from Lego to, you know, you used to be able to use Lego Digital Designer, yeah, submit it to Lego, and then buy it. And then I started looking into that. And then this guy at work was telling me, he was like, it's too expensive. Do you use BrickLink? And I'm like, what's BrickLink? And that's where I just went <laughs> down the rabbit hole and I ordered all the parts for it. And they all arrived. Absolutely. I put it together. And and then I found out they were just about to release Indiana Jones Lego. So I just like eBayed the entire line. 
in one hit because <laughs> they just came out in one big batch, and that was it. So probably my first purchase was that Indiana Jones stuff, I reckon, when I came out of my Dark Ages. I've still got it. Yeah, I've still got I haven't sold any of my adult Lego. I've sold a few of my old kits, like an old train yeah. and stuff like that, but I haven't. I don't sell my my. My current... Yeah, I know what you mean. Indiana Jones was classic. I think Lego yeah. had a big, big build-up to where they are now, though. I mean, it started, as you say, about 2006. As we all know, um, where Lego was at at one point, and then they clawed it back, they got the Star Wars license, and then they went from the Star Wars license, and then it just went crazy, and there was a slow build-up, and they went into DC, and everything became Lego then, if you understand what I mean. And, uh, yeah, that's amazing, really. You go back, really, right to the start of when the Dark Ages... And a lot of people got into Lego at that time as well, I think. Yeah, and I think part of it is those games. Like, I know back then there was a lot of people going, oh, Lego should stick to the toy and not worry about the, the video games or these programs or whatever. But they're actually drawing people into the product. Like, they're getting people Definitely. who forgot about it and or want to know more about it to actually buy it. And it's the same. With, I assume the movie's done the same. And Definitely. that's what I'm... That's what I'm noticing now, not to get, talk about ideas too much, but I'm noticing on ideas, a lot of the stuff they approve seems to be stuff they're trying to appeal to people who aren't into Lego. Definitely. And then hopefully, hopefully, like if even like Ghostbusters, for example, I have so many people told me it was their first kit as an adult and that was like yeah. the gateway drug. So for every <laughs> idea set, even if you're not like, I was, I'm not into Adventure Time, so I didn't buy Adventure Time, but there's probably yeah. someone out there who was into Adventure Time, wasn't into Lego, bought that, and then that was the... If one out of ten went and bought another kit, then Lego's... No wonder they're doing so well now. They're just sort of snowballs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I know you can see that. I mean, they've got the licenses to produce what they want, and they've also got Lego ideas as well, so they've capitalised it. So, I mean, I definitely think it hits on everyone now, as whereas yeah. one time it was a lot more niche, as you said, when you were a teenager and you were in school, you get you get, you get get the mickey taken out before it. And it, up until a few years ago, I mean, this is why we just, not to talk about Brick Geeks too much, but this is why I started it, because it sort of happened with me, because I went through the dark ages as well. And did you, Drew? By I did, yeah. Else? Yeah. Yeah. I think every I think it's such a strange thing, like every ninety percent of Affles I speak to now, they they did go through that dark age. And um I think it was the Simpsons. I did play the games with my friend. I played Star Wars in 2006. We got the game. We played it together. We battled it. I loved it. Great game. We were absolutely infatuated. But you know what? I stopped at the game, mate. I should have really gone, you know what? I wonder what Lego is up to now. But, but I was so satisfied with the game. Do you understand what I mean? But that yeah. game is bang off. And then I just started playing Lego games, really. I didn't really look into it as much as I should have done. And then... It, and then um, my friend came round and he said to me, have you seen The Simpsons House? Now, I'm the biggest Simpsons fan. I absolutely love The Simpsons. I've loved it since I was... I think we all love The Simpsons. What about you, yeah. Brent? Yeah, I love Definitely. it. I mean, I haven't watched it recently. Like, but when it was in its heyday, I loved it. It's classic. It's lost its way now. It was not as funny yeah. as it used to be. Not, uh, actually, I have heard a couple of people, the few recent... A couple of people have been saying well, some of the recent episodes have actually been really good, but I still haven't watched it yet. <laughs> you see, I don't think... I've watched a few myself, and I just don't know. I like that old sort of humour. The writing was better. They're a li little bit less... Um, how can I say? 
with their scripts. They didn't really care as much as what they wrote in the script as what they care now. So it was a different dialogue, different writers, I think, you know. It was yeah. much better then, much, much better. Well, I don't know. So, I've heard people talking about it saying that it's got much better now, saying it's yeah. got much more much more Sorry. up to date, much more, you know, it's, the story. It's going for so long that they're just going to phase through writers. Like Conan O'Brien used to be one of the writers back in the time I'm probably thinking of when it was really yeah. good. And then they probably got some yeah. other guys in and they're probably getting some good guys in now. That's probably why it's improving. Yeah. Yeah. I have to watch it again now. You say, so my friend came around and he's like, boom, look at this. Have you seen this? And I was like, what the hell is that? And that was it. Dink. It was like, as you say, the gateway drug, that was it for me. And, uh, and then I bought your set as well, which was the Ghostbusters. I mean, that was just classic, wasn't it, Drew? Yeah. I've, I've... Hey, Rick, you, you still, still got, got mine. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd never get rid of my Ghostbusters set, man. Congratulations on that. I think that was set number 006 of you right at the beginning of it as well, weren't you? Yeah. I I had, like, the day after I found out, because I found out after everyone else. So I woke yeah. up and I had all these emails and Facebook messages congratulating me. I'm like, what the hell are you all talking about? Like, no one said why. So I had to look it up and find out that the Ghostbusters car had been approved. Wow. And then the next day I had a Skype call with some people at Lego to talk about it. And they were saying, oh, okay, this is completely confidential, but it's no longer Lego Kuso. It's now going to be called Lego Ideas, and yours is going to be the first released under that new brand name. So that was all pretty interesting. And looking at it now, comparing how Seinfeld is sort of handled on their side, you can tell back then they were still very much learning how to go about the process of dealing with the, the fan creator and what sort of procedures they need to go through. So now it seems very more um, like they have a set of rules Clinical. they go through and it's very formalized now. And yeah. you can see every time they bring out a new rule, it's just to try and clean things up a bit because obviously something's happened along the line. They've needed to change the rules. Like even the Ghostbuster car. There was another Ghostbuster car on ideas when I submitted mine that had about 4,000 votes. Wow. And I wasn't going to submit mine because I just made it for myself as a mock. And uh, one of the guys I work with was like, no, no, yours is much better. You should put it on. And I was like, all right, I'll chuck it up there. So I chucked it up there and made a little video and it just smashed it. Like not compared to now, like I think it took like six months or something to get to 10K. But it got there and beat the other one. And then because I'd done this video, people were coming to Lego Ideas looking to vote for it. And yeah. mine would, you couldn't vote for mine because it was already 10K, so they're finding this other guy's and then voting his up, oh. so he's got shot through. So then they had to make a rule where whichever one gets first, if it's the same sort of license, that one takes precedence. Yeah. And Definitely. you can see it throughout the, the time they've changed little rules like that just because something's happened where there's been a crossover or some... Bounce up and I mean, so, uh, I mean really when you think about it there's so many people into it now it's going to happen more and more often isn't it you know you're going to yeah. get more and more people submitting their ideas as you say but it was your idea that got through and it was great i love that set man i still got it what were you going to ask drew go on say what you were going to say um i was going to say how did you feel when the ghostbusters firehouse came out and uh one that, didn't fit in it that was a weird one because i oh, when it didn't fit in it when it came out was one thing because I, when I first submitted my car, it didn't have the firehouse in the submission. No, it wasn't there, yeah. So I, I added it later because back then you could edit your project. Uh, they've changed it again now. You couldn't, you could edit it back then and just change it however you, however you like. And then they put some rules in place where you couldn't edit it. 
Now there are rules about editing. You can edit, but then you have to uh, submit it for approval. So back then I edited it and chucked it in, and this is probably why they've changed the rules so then you could, couldn't edit it, is because people were going, oh, your firehouse was in the set, and now they're bringing one out. Shouldn't you get money for that? I'm like, yeah, but I didn't really submit it with that when I initially did it. Yeah, and then that other guy, yeah, and I think his name is Sergio. I can't remember his last name. He built one. I was talking to him when he was making it. He built one and submitted it, and then he's the one who he's reached 10K and it got rejected, and he found out that they were doing one which I would say they probably had it in production well before he even submitted, probably. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think Lego have to do that. Systems.com. Um, yeah, nice. But yeah, that one got rejected too, and that was me like, oh, I've got the car approved. I should chuck do a spaper from chuck that up there as well, and I quickly did it and threw it up there. But then they changed the rules now, like I said, to say you can't submit. If Ghostbusters has been approved, you can't submit Ghostbusters. So no one can do Seinfeld now. No one can nice. do Adventure Time. Yeah. Right. So it's you can't bit... add, even if it's different, you can't add anything once that sort of that genre license, has so... been done. That's it. No more. Yeah. So, like, right. if they approve this Sonic one, you can't do any more Sonic. That's wow. it. It's a lockdown, that, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. That's like no one's coming in. And it's good for you because, first of all, I think you've made Seinfeld, so now we know that no, we know exactly who made it. You know what I mean? And it's di- literally directed at you, so it has a good. I mean, it's a it's a good way to tunnel it. I think I don't, I don't think it's such a bad idea. I mean, it can be bad for other people, but obviously, it's it's like a rat race, isn't it? It's like anything that you do, you just if you're there first, you're in, and if you're not, yeah. that's it. You know, you just. But beyond on. that, like whatever they make, like they did with Ghostbusters, they did the firehouse. I didn't know about that. I just heard the rumors like everyone else did. You know, they did the Lego Dimensions pack so you could play the Ghostbusters yeah. game. They did the Brickheads. I think the yeah. Ghostbusters Lego appeared in, was it Lego Heroes? Yeah, in Lego Heroes too, yeah. And it, it, yeah, they made Brickheads for everything you say, yeah. I've still got the Brickheads of the house. I've, I love them Brickheads. They're awesome as well. Yeah. But, it, I mean, you're pretty much responsible for that. I would like to put it down to you anyway, mate, definitely, because uh, it was one of my first sets and it was another set that drew me in. Um, it was like, yeah, man, this is just another reason why Lego is amazing and people get to make their own ideas and they can do what they want, you know, and it, it's it's phenomenal, really. I mean, it's a, it's a great outlet, isn't it? It's one of the best hobbies, but very expensive, as you say. Like once once you've got something approved, you know, you are responsible for getting it done, but then the Lego designers take over and do their thing. But that's always yeah. one of the, the best things you'll ever get out of a Lego Ideas project if you get one made is just that feeling of, I help get this made and having that little connection. It's not it's yeah. like a semi-official connection to Lego. I don't work for them, but yeah. this is probably as close as I'll get to having a little official recognition of my Lego abilities ghostbusters is timeless and lego is timeless as well and i think when people look at it and they'll need to go and get an ecto one they'll either have to go out and buy a ucs one which now i've heard that a few people have said i've heard that uh, one too yeah have you heard that drew uh i've heard yeah i didn't know know how serious it was and how you know plausible it was but yeah yeah but other than that they'll have to look back and they'll have to say right um set lego idea set 006 that's Brent Waller's set. Great set. I loved it, mate. I thought it was great. I did a stop motion video on everything. Brilliant set. Iconic, man. Well done. What do you reckon, Drew? Yeah, I did love it. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I loved all the, I, the Ghostbusters stuff. The Firehouse was straight away was like, as soon as I heard, like, yeah, 
definitely yeah, going to get that. I honestly couldn't believe it when I saw it. Like I heard the rumors. I'm like, nah, surely they wouldn't do that. It's too big and surely there wouldn't be a market for it. But no, nah, they did it. And there's people still, I still see people posting on Facebook looking for it. Like I missed out back in the day. Where can I get one? Yeah, yeah. They're not they're, they're not cheap at all now. It's a very no. expensive hobby. And if you don't get the sets before they go out of production, then you're paying um, way more money for it, you know. Yeah. Um, if you want that Ghostbusters house now, I mean, I think that's in excess of 400, three, 400 pounds. It's a lot of money, really, if you think about it. Yeah. But the sense yeah. of satisfaction is fantastic, really, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the nostalgia, yeah. the way it gets you, you're just like, yeah, man, that's sick. I love that. Or like, like little touches in the Ghostbusters house or like um, just little things like the the backpacks have got all printed, all the names are printed on the, um, you know, on the suits and stuff. It's just so well made. It's bang off in it. You know what I mean? I love it, mate. And you did other things. I mean, you've obviously done, we spoke about Staple, which is one that I really want. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's massive as well, isn't it? Uh, it's about, I think it's about 40 centimetres tall, roughly. It might be a little bit shorter. And I, I did figure out, side. like, if, you, you, if you're comparing a minifig to a human size, based on the movie, the yeah. Stay Puft I did is half scale to what a minifig would be. So if the Stay Puft was to scale to a minifig, he'd be about 60 centimetres tall. Right. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm about half that scale. Half the, half <laughs> the way. That's still pretty big. If you put a minifig next to it, you're going to know who it is and what it is. I've got the Stay Puffed um, Dimensions figure here. You mentioned it before. And, the, I mean, that, to me, is just... I mean, they could have done so much more with that. I know it's for the game, whatever, but I still think yours should have been out there or something like that should have been out there where it's big, you can move it, and you can take pictures. with Whatever people do with it, you know. Amazing. Really love it. They would yeah. do something with this new movie that's coming out. Yeah. Apart from the UCS. Yeah. You see, I'm not even that keen on this new movie. I don't know whether I, I, I'm in and out of it. You see, um, there's a couple of things. I like the fact that the cast is in, the old cast, obviously, except Harold Ramis. But, I mean, like, I just don't know. I'm very sceptical after the last one. I mean, last yeah, that's one, what I'm, it, I'm trying not to get too excited. I do occasionally get a little bit excited, but I'm trying not to just because, you know, it might be crap, so I'll just... If it's great, it's better to be surprised than go and expect yeah. it's great and be disappointed. Yeah, low expectations. Exactly. That's what you need yeah. to go in. <laughs> prepare for the worst. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. You can only what go do you up reckon, Drew? What are you, Drew? Drew's very hard to please. I don't. Need, I know you've listened to the podcast before. I just don't want to uh, say anything that might uh, um, be a discomfort to Drew, but, you know, <laughs> he's I'm not. to bring like... Phil, Phil back down out of the clouds normally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I mean, I hope. I hope, like everyone else, that the film's great. But there's been so many. Everybody's been burnt so many times with these remakes and yeah. you know extra movies and stuff. I think they're trying to catch stuff that is is uncatchable a lot of the time. But you know, I'm hoping it's going to be good. But I'm also preparing for bitter disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we'll get some Lego sets. I I uh, I'm, I think I'm with you on this one, Drew. I think we'll get some Lego sets from it, though. Definitely. Yeah. He did. Uh, I mean, it probably, probably can't be worse than the than the Ghostbusters one they released recently. The one, or... the 2016 one. Yeah. Oh my sweet lord! Just an atrocious movie. I just think the movie, right from the beginning to right to the end, was just so bad. I know there used to be Hollywood then, and there's Hollywood now, and they're different, and it's different times. But I just think that they they just 
it just lacked so much that film. They could have made it epic and people would have gone, this is sick. Ghostbusters 3, instead of making a remake, which was just completely illogical to me. But I didn't write it. And I think it flopped. I don't know how well it did. Does anyone know how well it did? Did it flop or? I don't know. I think it made yeah. its money, but it didn't do enough to really be worth talking about. Ghostbusters 2. 16. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, the, the thing they got they got the tone completely wrong. Like they treated it like a, a goofball comedy when you watch the original Ghostbusters and it's treated like a realistic they're in the real yeah. world, they're not goofing around. The jokes come from yeah. the situations and they're just all yeah. sort of cynical jokesters. Yeah, but the one liners are so over they're so overplayed, like yeah, in the eighties we used to love one liners. Arnie would say, Arnie was the king of one-liners. That's all he said in films was just one-liners. That was it, because he was so bad at acting. They just said, right, just say one thing, and he go, I'll be back, or whatever he said. We loved that in the 80s, the early 90s. I don't understand why they're doing it so much now. Like, nearly every single sentence is either, like, a, a, um, they're trying to get something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah they're just overplaying it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, overplaying it. Yeah, too yeah. much, man. Too much. I, I hope it sorts itself out because with the current state of the cinema situation, as it is with um, the COVID and everything, it's, you know, it's, pff, they've got to do something, haven't they? They've been showing all the old films, Jurassic Park and all that, haven't they? Mm-hmm. So. I've just looked up that Ghostbusters. It cost $144 million to make. Yeah. And the world gross was $229 million. Yeah. But there'll be advertising costs on top of that and all that stuff. Yeah. Costs a lot of that. Yeah, so I don't think it's that good. <laughs> That's all I'm about to say. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah, so, I mean, you also did a humongous Batcave, didn't you? It's, it's actually interesting because during the conversation you mentioned that when you were a kid you had a little Batcave that was connected, um, that was on the floor, and then you built a massive bat cave that was six foot six inches tall, which is like bigger than me. Well, it's yeah. it's way bigger than me. It's bit bigger than Drew. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I mean, I don't know how tall you are, Brent, but that's pretty big. That's a, how do you get so many Lego pieces? That's insane. And for, and then how do you plan it? How do you build it? And how do you put? I know how. I'm sure you're going to tell us. Yeah. Well, I'm six four, so it's taller than me. So that that was a challenge building it as I went. And I don't have a lot yeah. of space where I my Lego room is. It's currently flooded because there was a massive storm here today. Oh. It's all the waters, all the floors flooded. But it's smaller than a one car garage, probably three quarters of a one car garage. So I had to build it in there. Wow! But, um, I started. That's actually the second back cave I've made, like proper mock as an adult. Yeah. I built another one. When was that? About two thousand thirteen or fourteen. I built a Dark Knight Rises style bat cave. Then it was a lot smaller. It was just sort of that um, the cave with a waterfall. You could see the foundations of Wayne Manor and like that platform. Yeah. So it was very much based on the movie, that one. Love that. So the one, the one I wanted it. to make this time was I wanted to make up my own kind of bat cave, just sort of made up, but heavily inspired by the Lego Batman movie one. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to get, if you remember the Batcave from the Tim Burton movie, it's very vertical with these kind of platforms. How everywhere. can I forget? How can I forget that? It's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so I, so I, I can't draw, but I kind of roughed out what the shape I wanted to be. And I had sort of central 
thing with a bat computer on it. I had the bat mobiles down the bottom and I had just sort of hidden bat shapes all throughout it. And so I started sort of blocking out what it was going to look like. And then I started at the bottom basically, which was that turntable with the Batmobiles on it. So, so at the very nice. bottom, there's probably about, I think there was eight Batmobiles down the bottom. A couple of them were sets, a couple of them are mocks. Um, and the thing just turned, I had like a motorized lazy Susan down the bottom. Yeah. Just turned the whole thing around. I did try, so cool. uh, I did try using Technic and motors and stuff, but there's just too much weight on it. Yeah. And speaking of that, so there's like a big sort of opening down the bottom. And if you look at it from a certain angle, the opening in the cave where you can see the vehicles is actually the shape of a bat symbol. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing, man. But in that, there's like a central column with like a light. I did a lot of lighting, sort of wide up people lights. There's a central column down the middle that looks like it supports the entire cave above it, but it actually doesn't because anytime I put weight on that column, the turntable would stop moving. Uh, yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. The whole, there's like a massive, I think I used three, nine base plates is the footprint of this entire, 32 by 32 base plates is the footprint of the entire cave. So that whole back case is so big. It, it's huge. And then it's all supported from the outside. There's no central column in the middle because yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, so obviously, I had to... because you had to, you saying because you had the, uh, it's like a jetty, not a jetty, it's like a motored uh, plate that spins round. Yeah, yeah. And basically, if you if you attach that to any part, the column through the middle, it wouldn't spin round, basically. Mm. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. Mad. So you so thought I had to about... rebuild that yeah. a few times to get it actually to hold the weight. And then from there, there's like a central, another central column that goes up with the back computer on it. There's like a sort of water, like a sewer kind of basement area below that with sort of water, some sort of catwalks and things going across it and arches in the background. And then that goes up to, on the right, there's like a conveyor belt with bat uh, suits going past. And then there's a little opening you can look through that's the shape of the bat symbol where you can see the little suits going past. And I am terrible at technic so that took me forever to figure out how to do and it kept seizing up but i must have built it like four times and then a left hand side there's an armory with all these weapons and stuff with a bit of kryptonite i think i had hidden in there it's crazy crazy and then stuff. That, i've seen that that goes up with a t-rex on the left with a giant coin i've got some gremlins and things in there from the lego batman movie i've got a bat wing that i designed like based on the 89 movie i've seen like that a, yeah yeah it's a smaller minifig scale one that's sort of centered, centered in the back, kind of framed. Yeah. And then there's on the right, I think there's just some bat poles and foundation. So that's where I basically made that first one. And then all the, on the sides where there's all gaps in the rocks, I hid little vignettes of the villains. Need so down the bottom left-hand side, there's um, Raza Ghoul's Lazarus Pit with yeah. Damien Wayne being resurrected with Vitalia and Raz on the right. Down the bottom is poison ivy with a heap of, like a sewer that's kind of overgrown with foliage and monsters, animal monsters, uh, plant monsters down there. Above that is a Mr. Freeze and the penguin freezing Aquaman, I think I have him frozen on the right with a little icy cave. So good. So, so good. Above that is Catwoman scaling sort of the facade of an outside of a building with like fire escapes and stuff and windows. On the left-hand side, I have uh, wow. like a kind of like a, a mantelpiece fire room with uh, two face in there, and half the room is all burnt and on fire, and half of it, yeah. the other side is all nice and lush. That is so good. <laughs> above that, 
Above that is uh, the Riddler just sort of standing on a podium dancing about in like a big green room, kind of like Batman Forever style. Yeah. And I don't know if there's, I can't even remember, is there anything above that? Look at it. While he's talking me through it, I'm looking at it myself. <laughs> like, I've never looked, I've seen it, but obviously I like to see it properly. You know, yeah. it's different when you see it in the flesh, isn't it, Drew? It's like anything. Yeah, the official tour. Like, yeah. yeah. We definitely, hopefully, one day you can give us that tour, man. That is amazing. I think the top oh, one's got right. a scarecrow in it. Is it scarecrow? Oh yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, the one. Scarecrow, I've got, yeah. I basically have like an little alleyway scene. Yeah. Where scarecrow is using poison gas to make Bruce Wayne or make Batman relive his parents' death. So there's an alleyway with a oh, child standing over the bodies yeah, of yeah. Uh, Bruce I, and Martha. Obviously, when you're talking us through it, it's the actual shape of the building and the way you've done it, you know, it's not, it doesn't just look like a slab of bricks, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. It's so well built, isn't it, Drew? Yeah. How long did that take <laughs> you to build that? I think the, so that part was basically done, I think, in about six-ish months for one of our Lego shows here in Brisbane. Okay. So I built it for that and took it and everyone loved it and thought it was great. But one of the other guys there who's part of the club is like, you should put Wayne Manor on top. And my first reaction <laughs> was, bigger. Yeah, my first reaction was, is this not enough? Like, <laughs> how long this took me to make? Oh, and then yeah. it got to me and then I was like, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah. So then I designed a Wayne Manor to go up on top and it kind of just sits. I had to strengthen the top a little bit, but I didn't really have to change too much to put it up there. Oh. So there's like a big L-shaped Wayne Manor, yeah. which I based off of. It's partially based on the one in the Lego Batman movie with like the spires, but I yeah. also found a photo of like a a chateau in France somewhere. Yeah. It had this really cool architecture, and that's where that main sort of central uh, doorway kind of design comes from. So I've got on the left hand side, I've got Alfred hanging up uh, Batman's suit on the clothesline, while Commissioner Gordon sort of knocking at the front door, holding a batarang, presenting it to it. Bruce Wayne, going, "What what's all this about?" And then on the right hand side, I've got um, the graves of his parents, and I've got some <laughs> lots of little hidden things about. But the one I really like is in the window in the attic. I've got two ghosts, which are the ghosts of Batman's parents. I hid up in the attic. Two Let Lego see, ghosts are hiding. Yeah, up in man. Let's see if I can get to that bit. I'm just, I'm just actually looking at it in bewilderment. Really, it is phenomenal. I can imagine it cost an absolute fortune to make. I can just well, imagine it. So it's my collection as of what 2008 of me buying Lego and then like I'm part of the log vault group in our Lego group. So like every year I'll get parts for that, but that's like even having quite a lot of Lego, I had to probably spent a good amount of money to finish that. Like the back, the Wayne Manor alone, I had to do quite a lot of orders because I didn't have that many pieces in gray and I had to get some windows and other bits and pieces I need to finish off, particularly the roof. I didn't have enough to do the roof. So I had to buy more slopes for the roof. It really looks like the one out of the game. I played the game loads, like um, DC superheroes, and uh, they're really yeah. good. And it looks like a pretty, you've nailed it. I mean, it just looks amazing. I think it looks better than that. I can see his graves now, the parents' graves and all that. Wow, <laughs> that is something. That is so something. the instructions for this on your website as well. Uh, <laughs> I had people at Lego shows while standing next to it ask me, can you make instructions? Like, You've got to be kidding me! Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what parts are in there. Like, has anyone know. ever tried to buy it off you? Uh, someone did ask, and I'm like, it would probably be cheaper for me to rebuild one from scratch than to because I 
kind of just hackily did things as I went just to get it done. And having done it once, I could probably do it with less parts again and be a bit more efficient. And I did have one guy who was interested, but as I've had a lot of people like this come across and just go disappear off the face of the earth after a while, after they've been talking. Think, how much are you going to give me for? 20 quid. Oh my God, it really cost 30,000 pounds. Better not talk to him again. (laughs) And one guy, one guy was in, I think he was in Chicago or something, and he's like, oh, I've got the biggest Lego museum, a private museum or something in the world. Can you bring your Batcave over to display it? He must have thought I was in the US or something. And like, have you got any idea how much this thing would cost to ship across country? Like, I've got a RAV4, a Toyota Toyota RAV4, and I had to fill that thing to get to fit it in the car. And it it comes apart in pieces. So the bottom where the, the vehicles are, is yeah. one big section. So you can see that sort of dark tan area at the bottom. Yeah. That's that's one whole big section. And then Amazing. then like there's a left hand side where what can I remember what's there? Oh the street oh, the street scene, I think. Oh no, there's another section of there's like a warehouse with uh, black mask. Street's and, amazing. I just have uh, to tell you, I just have to tell you that bit with the scarecrow as well. You see, to me, I think you've obviously, you've absolutely hit hit the nail on the head. It's about the small details as well. Obviously, the large details do matter, but I think the small scale things, you just nailed it with all your builds, really. Just like the Ecto, just like the Ecto One as well. You know, I think that was um, the the backpacks and stuff. Obviously, I understand, I understand that Lego have taken that and they've done their stuff on it, but they've obviously taken your idea and modelled it off what you've done. You know. Um, with all the um, bits on the top of the car and everything. So obviously you love Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing, like when I took this thing to shows, I didn't really think about it too much when I was building it, but because it is it, like a three by three base plates is pretty big for a footprint. But when you take it to a show and you've got 20 people standing around trying to look at everything, they each have to take turns because they're like this, they're bending down and looking around to see all the little dips. Yeah, I can't yeah. say. I can't say, man. I can't imagine what it'd be like displaying that because I'd be so paranoid. I wouldn't even let anybody near. Just, I could just imagine that little noise that you hear, ping. And you just know it's even though you'd be in a hall full of people, it'd sound like a bell dropping or something to you. Do you understand what I mean? You'd just be like, oh, yeah. Man. There was there's a few kids who would get it because we just have like a rope barrier. There's a few kids who would get in under there and start touching stuff. And then I think I've got uh, Clayface sort of hanging off the side of a building. He got knocked off at one point, so I had to put him back on. And it hap- it's a Lego show. These things happen. You don't crackle it. The fire room's amazing. With Two-Face, it's unbelievable. You know, um, you don't glue it either. No. So, that's what I mean. The only non-Lego brain. part is the, the Lazy Susan down the bottom. Yeah. And all the lighting is just LED strips that I've wired up myself. You're a brave man. That's all I've got to say. You're a real brave man. <laughs> tell you what, mate, you wouldn't catch me doing that. For That would be in my house and it'd just be for my eyes only. I wouldn't even let Theo look at it, man. Like, get out, you little booker. I'm watching. Get out of my room. You got your own. Anyway, awesome, man. Really good. Just a couple more questions before we wrap up the podcast. It's been an awesome podcast, by the way. Um, very chill, which we love. Just a few things. First of all, what is... I know, back to the Lego thing. We want to know... What's your favourite set this year? Oh, this year? Well, I haven't built the Batwing yet. I've got the Batwing, but I haven't built it yet. The Batmobile's probably right up there. I haven't bought much this year, to be honest. What else has come out this year? 
Oh, wow. It's been a I've few. I've got the bookshop. I've got the bookshop, but I haven't built that either. I got that for my birthday in August, and I still haven't built it yet. Wow. <laughs> Are you born in August as well? I'm born in August, man. August, yep, start of August. <laughs> yeah, 11th of August, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Now, if you really... Um, like this year, they have brought out loads of sets, haven't they? I'm sure they have. Um, Me yeah, and Drew yeah. spoke. We must have done. Yeah. But I'm, on, think, I, I yeah. may be... I may be more cynical about some sets than than you are, yeah. Drew. Because like the NES, I'm more cynical I make than video me. Video games for a living. So. I make video games for a living. I love Mario. I love Nintendo. But I'm like, eh, what am I going to do with that? I'm going to build it. It's going to so sit on true. a shelf. Oh, I don't man. have space for that. And 100 of the things I buy, or not 100, like the Batmobile I've kept together, and my Ecto One. Don't think I'll get anything else still assembled because I generally pull stuff apart for parts like yeah i'll i mainly buy i'll buy cool stuff i want and then it'll last maybe a month and then i'll pull it apart for parts so you so i presume you're going to take bat wings apart then you're going to build it you're going to take it apart and do something amazing with it no uh, that batman and ghostbuster stuff is a very exclusive exclusive area that i don't touch. So i've still got my batmobile <laughs> i still got my uh, 89 yeah. batmobile but all yeah. my lego movie batman stuff all that stuff's pulled apart but wow. the 89 the 89 stuff has got a very soft place in my heart that I don't want to destroy. Same here, man. Same here. It's got to be one of the best films ever. I mean, that is one of my favorites. I went to the cinema to see it, not showing. And it, I was too young because it was the first 12 in the UK. What it drew. Yeah. And they're like, was, no. Yeah. And I begged my mum for three days solid. I was like, mum, please, mum. You know, you ever seen that Simpsons episode where they want to go to um, one of the theme parks? Like, please, 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 please. That was a light to my mum. In the end, she just caved in. She went, right, you little bugger. We're going. Went to see it. I'll tell you what, I just remember... The whole thing was magical. That's all I can say. The build-up to the film, the rebirth of Batman was amazing. It was really good. It's still amazing now. Saw it two weeks yeah, and ago. I, I didn't see it. Like I was obsessed with it when it came out. I would have been 10. I was Same obsessed with it. But I lived in a small country town, and I didn't get to see it until it came to video. Oh, my God. So oh, wow. I, was, I was collecting all the cards. and you know, 2010 was, then. Yeah, I was taping stuff off a TV and doing all sorts of things. But I never saw it until it came out in VHS. And same with Ghostbusters too. Taping stuff on the TV. You creative yeah. guy. I wouldn't have done that. I just would have got angry with the TV. Like, what is that? Why isn't it playing what I want it to play? <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think that whole um, I think that whole era of cinema's now ended. Anyway, another thing that I would like to ask. What is your favourite Lego idea set besides your own? You can't say Seinfeld and you can't say Ghostbusters. I'm doing a Lego thing here. Yeah. <laughs> Wally's pretty good. He's one of my favourites. Love Wally. Yeah, Great. And I did. I don't like the show Friends. Like, 100% of the reason I made the Seinfeld set for ideas is because I thought Seinfeld deserved a set before Friends did. So oh, I thought it was a bit of a travesty. One. that. But I bought the Friends set. And it's actually a really good, like, I don't really like the show, but it's a really good set in its own right. It's got some good minifigs. It's got a lot of color. It's really nice. But I think Wally's probably probably my favorite. Well, you see, I think see, on that whole um, Friends thing, I mean, I don't like Friends, but not to say that I like Seinfeld because it's not really, I've never really watched it, but I have watched Friends and I can say that. I, well, I, I sort of like it. I mean, as I've been with Steph and I've softened up a little bit, I thought, yeah, it's all right. But you know what? It's it's really the humor's just just really bad in some of them Friends episodes, man. It's just like what the hell? But as you say, the fr the actual set's really good. I bought it for Steph. Yeah. 
don't tell anyone. I said that. I was joking. I bought it for myself. <laughs> anyway, awesome. Really good podcast. And I just want to say it's been a pleasure having you, Brent. Super cool yeah. guy. I mean, there's so many more questions I want to ask you. We haven't even gone through our question list, have we, Drew? We haven't, no. So many questions. There's just too oh, many, man. You yeah, have but to come like back. To... Yeah, you're going to have to come back. Drew said it. Yeah, well, usually I'm not doing anything this time of night, so... Let's get you back on. The, let's get you back on, and we'll finish off. Thank you so much for this, Thanks Brent. For having me, Drew, good man. Drew, respect. Thank you. And see you soon. You. I'll see yeah. you all next week. Everything is awesome.